Hi, Chris Valentin here. Thanks for tuning in to my podcast. I'm so excited about my new show, Cultural Catalyst, where we help you to learn how to live fully alive, co-labor with God, and change the world. You can watch it weekly on my YouTube channel or listen to it here. Hope you enjoy it. Hi, welcome to Cultural Catalyst, where we help you learn how to live fully alive, co-labor with God, and change the world. That's the goal right there. There you go. And I have Richard Gordon with me, and he is the, I'm reading this, I should know it though, spiritual director. <laughs> I don't know, when we hire you, we give you these crazy titles. <laughs> I think it's to lure you in. You're the spiritual director at Bethel School of Technology. Yeah, that's right. Which is one of the leading boot camps in the nation. That's right. I think we won this year, Newsweek Magazine listed as one of the top four yeah. or five boot camps in America. That's right. Three years in a row. Here we go. So here we go. And so (laughs) you're from South Africa. Yeah. You have a beautiful wife that we had on here a few weeks ago. Yeah. She's the best. She, she's, she's better looking for sure. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite was when I preached for the first time at Bethel, Bill gets up to introduce me, you in the front row. I was so nervous and Bill gets up and I'm like, wow, you know, Bill's going to introduce me. You know? I'm having another moment right here. Here we go. And Bill's about to introduce me and he says, you know, this man's amazing, but the best thing about him is his wife. He, Richard Gordon, would you come he, up? Yeah. <laughs> Libby. Yeah. Yeah. She's I, I remember that, that, in, that, that uh, inspires a, a moment for me. A few years ago, that's probably 10 years ago now, I was at Cheon's church and this lady comes up and she's like, she's holding this, uh, it turns out to be a manuscript. She's like, I'd like to give this manuscript to someone who's wise, someone I deeply respect, and somebody who's changing the world. Would you give this to Bill? <laughs> like, yes, thank you. So, hey. We want to talk a little bit about encountering the presence of God, but before we do that, I actually love um, your story and you, do, you when you were in South Africa. Mm. Just tell us a little bit about your story there, because I yeah, I love you know your your tech background. Yeah, and you work in our tech company, but you actually well you you help with some of the tech, but that's actually not what your job is, right? You're the yeah. spiritual director. Yeah, that's right. So talk just a little bit about your education and. And that before we get into, uh, we're going to talk about encountering the presence of God, miracles and stuff that you've seen. Yeah, so Durban, South Africa is when I, where I grew up. Okay. In a place called KwaZulu-Natal, which is the Durban. land of the Zulu. And the Zulu tribe is this like the fierce warrior tribe of the African people. And so that's where we grew up. A lot of actually our staff came from the same city, the same friendship circle where we were. And I think I mean the story is that you and Libby kind of drew them here, and at one point <laughs> you were like discipling many of them or something, right? Is that an exaggerated story? They're all our friends, so um, yeah, they're just a bunch of our friends that are passionate and wildly on fire for God, and they found themselves coming here. In many ways, it's this place that inspired them. God brought us all here, but we all like now we tighten it. We were just were the first to arrive. Yeah, and so uh, on the shores yeah. of, of America, <laughs> Reading. And um, me, first time I walked into a church, seventeen years old, had a mohawk. The kind of things have changed. You kind of got rid. <laughs> you got rid of the mohawk. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, I was seventeen in the back of a hundred and four year old church, and I remember standing at the back, and they're all singing and. And I felt this presence come on me. Never been into a church before. And uh, I said to myself, holy 
beep. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think this thing's real. And so I sent me on this crazy journey pursuing God that made me fall wildly, desperately in love with Jesus. And like just with an encounter, like one encounter. Before like, so I heard the gospel, I felt him and I was like, and I, I, have this, I want this. I have this interesting thought. I think the, the gospel's so intentional that the way he pursues us is the way he wants us to reveal him. And uh, so I was saying this to Dan Farrelly, actually. That's, that's and he was like, wow, that's an interesting thought. So I said, Dan, so how did he pursue you in your beginning years? He yeah, said, here we go. He said, well, through the writings of C.S. Lewis and J.R. Yeah. Tolkien. And I said, well, Dan, look at your office. It's covered in books. Totally. You're the dean. You write in the Bible commentary. That's the right. very way that he pursued you is the very way that you're revealing him on the earth. And so yeah. for me, it was before the gospel was even shared with me. I had an encounter. And now pretty much my whole life is taking people that think that they can't have an encounter and taking them and going, you can encounter the living God. Wow. You know, at least somebody watch this and go, hey, this guy is kind of a, a touchy-feely guy that, you know, doesn't, that, you know, I, I mean, I think sometimes charismatics are kind of stereotyped as, you know, they, they don't, they, they're not very smart people. And yeah. They're kind of like. They need they need encounters because they're not they're not very bright. Yeah, but you have a pretty wild story. Yeah, you have a, uh, you have a high degree. I mean, you have a degree in higher education. You've done some crazy stuff in technology. You have a, an incredibly brilliant mind. I, I mean, I don't want you know. I know you're you're shy about this, but I, I just for the sake of people who are like. Those Bethel people are pretty much all feel and no thought, right? <laughs> I'd love for you just to yeah. share just just a little bit about your education because when when I I knew you from your Holy Spirit experiences, <laughs> and then one day I don't know we were together somewhere I can't yeah. remember where, and then you or maybe it was an introduction somewhere, but then I'm like, oh, this guy's actually brilliant. Yeah. So just a little bit about your background would be great, on your educational yeah, so background. My dad has six degrees. My mom's got four. My sister's got, I think, three. And my brother's got four. And I've got a couple of degrees. And so I come from this educational, heady um, background. And both my parents were deans of colleges. And so that's kind of my history, my heritage. That's part of my inheritance. And so I... Uh, I Where's uh, your de- what's your degree in? So I did my bachelor's in engineering, okay. electronic engineering. Electronic engineering. And then after I was finished my bachelor's, I was like, I, I thought I was going to go be a missionary in India. And so oh, I that's a him, perfect degree for that. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, I'm telling him, I'm going, I'm going. <laughs> and then the Lord said, no, you're going to stay and do your master's degree. And the very next week I had five bursary offers and I chose the one that gave me the most money, which is the military. And so I went in with the military and I did a master's degree in cryptology. So encryption, decryption of data, focusing on electronic engineering. Wow. And that first year of doing my master's, that's the year that I met Libby, my wife. And that's the year that uh, I got filled with the Holy Spirit. And then I went on, um, and there's a crazy story attached to that, but I went and I did, I think, eight years of commercial engineering. So junior engineer, senior engineer, team lead, specialist engineer, ended up working with Google and YouTube and uh, all these different tech companies. Um, yeah, I got promoted way ahead of my age. And wow. 
Yeah, just crazy, crazy. You had kind of an invention. I can't remember the story now, yeah. but it was three years, three or four years ago. You, you told me the story. You, give the, the the brief version of that because that that's a crazy story. Yeah, that's that's a crazy story. Yes, it is. <laughs> so it was. I was studying my master's degree. Libby, who is actually my introduction to the Holy Spirit, she pulls me over into this um, charismatic meeting. And I'm sitting in this charismatic meeting and people are flying around. And I got saved in a 104-year-old church, so conservative background <laughs> and educational background. Yeah. So I'm going like, what is yeah. this? And different people are falling and I'm like, okay. But I never felt the love of God like that before. And then this minister said, okay, it's going to be released in one. There's one more anointing is going to release on a few people when it does get out their way. And he says, coming one, two, three. And I start getting out the way. And he says, I release a mantle for signs and wonders. <laughs> and as he says it, I fly back two rows of chairs. I take out a section of people and two grannies. And I go into what I now know as an encounter. And I get lifted up, and there's this, like, highway in the spirit. Just I'm, to be clear, you weren't levitating. Your body wasn't levitating. No, no, I yeah. wasn't levitating. Yeah. Just shaking like a fish. Yeah. And I'm, like, I'm going and going on this highway, and these angels are handing me scrolls to eat. And I'm going Seriously? up in this realm of experience. And I'm like, what is happening to me? For, so for a crazy charismatic that may be listening, they're like, I want that. So I'm a conservative, and I'm going, what? Like you didn't even is, believe in this stuff. No, I didn't like I didn't I didn't think this stuff was real, you know. Other like you know the emotional the touchy feely yeah. like you know growing up in an educational home religion is opium to the masses. It's yeah. a hope to the hopeless. It's it's a way to get out of a stuck situation, you know. Yeah. That's But it's not re- it's not really God touching man. Yeah. Not not at least at least maybe just intellectually more. So I'm, but I'm shaking there, and in that moment, I'm on the ground, hands are shaking, head shaking, body shaking, but my mind is going, what are you doing, Rich? What are you doing? What are you doing? But my spirit is up, and I'm seeing things I've never seen before, and uh, that lasted for about three hours, and for the next seven days, I shook under the power of God, and for the next seven days, <laughs> I sweated under the heat of heaven. And I remember sitting at my university uh, desk, and I just literally just could not stop sweating. And probably thought you were like on drugs or something, huh? Or my friends thought I'd lost my mind. My friends thought that I had gone into the new age. My friends thought, like, what have you done? Because imagine more conservative church, and I'm phoning my friends saying, something's happening to me. Whenever people even mention the name of Jesus, my body starts burning. (laughs) But after that, I'd walk past people. (laughs) <laughs> I'd walk past people and I'd suddenly like I know where they're sick like I'd have a pain in my body I'm like I know like that you're sick in your knee pray for them and they get healed so I started seeing my first healings after those seven days I preached the exact same messages but now people are getting full of the Holy Spirit and then the fun one that you were talking about I'm studying my master's degree 16 people start two people finish because it was like, it's like one of those impossible type of journeys. And so I was about the, to quit. The green berets of? Of education. <laughs> and, uh, and so I was about to quit. And I told Libby, I said, I think I'm done. I'm going to go into banking and government analysis and things like that. And 
And that night I fell asleep and I went into an encounter and this angel handed me a scroll and as he handed it to me, God said, this is a telecommunications algorithm for your masters. And I opened up the scroll and it read uh, AODV, which uh, he said was an algorithm. And I woke up in a cold sweat, like presence of God is on me. And at that stage, I had my laptop right next to my bed um, as I was like doing my masters. And I went and I researched it out. It turned out to be ad hoc on-demand distance vectors, which is the shortest path telecommunications algorithm. It became the cornerstone of the book that I wrote, the dissertation. I got published in six countries and I got flown around the world by the, the military. And I spoke at academic conferences and military conventions next to heads of states and head of the Navy and head of the Air Force. And okay, wait a second. So you, you had a dream. Yeah. And in the dream, you had a vision. Yes. And in the vision, you had got in, you got this instruction, yes. which you knew what it was or you didn't? I didn't know what it was. So you had to Google it to know even to what, work it, what it was yeah. or research it at least yeah. to know what it was. And then, and then the Lord downloaded a whole bunch more and you actually wrote a book about it? Yeah, yeah. I, is that a very exciting book? Like, <laughs> like, like only a few people know the title. <laughs> I'm a big, most of my downloads are in India. That's where I'm the big hit. No, I'm just joking. Okay, yeah. They are. That's where most of them are. Full technology book. This is full, like, but I was traveling to all these places telling people got I got this download from heaven. And there was so much notoriety on it that it got before really important people. Wow, that is nuts. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's that's the story of, I think, people that encounter God, they get touched by God, and they end up doing things way beyond themselves. You know, one of the greatest scientists of all times uh, was uh, Maxwell's last name, yeah. Maxwell, and Maxwell was having the same kind of encounters and, was, and God was releasing some of the secrets of physics and science. Yeah. To him in visions, dreams, and encounters. Yeah, and uh, even Einstein was having dreams. Yes, and uh, got got lots of his through dreams. I think Edison too. This is a profound, though, powerful. I've been doing a study, possibly the first time I've said it publicly, but I've been doing a study of the last maybe five years, and I've been tracking technology innovation sparks, and correlating them to to revival outpourings. And I believe that as the knowledge of the glory of God covers the earth, it's not just for charismatic meanings, but it unlocks creation. Because I think God's still creating today. Okay, talk and about so that for a minute. He's still creating today. Like, um, you know, uh, in when the internet kind of burst open, okay. that, was, that was a... That was like... What, when, what burst open? When the internet came. Internet, yeah. That changed everything. Yeah, yeah. Re- rewrote our rewrote our history yeah. change everything yeah. and uh, now we're in a phase where um, electric cars are coming in and it's going to change the whole economic yeah. industry like where there's a focus on oil there's going to be a full change like technology I think and you start to hear all these people like um, the Ivy League schools of today they all came up through the great awakening there was a mark where the Holy Spirit touched a great people wow. and they started to start these schools of brilliance that all the innovation that wow, we see started coming so through. And I believe I've been tracking it and I want to write a paper on it where you'd identify where their technology sparks that actually correlates to an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And in the earth, like 
Like when we sit and we say, God, would you come, God? Like, Holy Spirit, would you come? We need you, God. It's not just for bodies to shake on the ground, for people to go into encounters and for freedom to come. I think it's for the creative, innovative spirit of God to come and electricity is born. Einstein had dreams of the theory of relativity and it's related that he was a God believer. I believe that there was creative solutions in a third heaven realm that slipped into his mind through an encounter, dream, whatever it is. Even had Nicholas Tesla. He was a he was yeah, a man Tesla. who believed and yeah. he actually would he would try and get into now we're getting a little bit we're getting in that zone. Yeah. <laughs> Tesla was a believer, right? Yeah. And Tesla he, was a Christian believer. I mean, I think he believed in Christ even. Yeah, he um, and he would almost train himself to get into that state between sleep and awakeness and he'd hold like a he'd hold like a, a weight in his hand and sit in an armchair and he'd like almost rock back and forth to a play and then as he'd fall asleep that would fall and he'd pick it back up. And he would kind of trying to keep him in that twilight spot, keep him in that state where he was engaging that dream realm. And he got so many of his downloads through dreams. Wow, that's amazing! And I think God's still creating today. The glory of God to hide a matter, Proverbs says. The glory of kings to search it out, hmm. right? The knowledge of the glory of the Lord, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Yeah. And it, it adds to it. In the last days, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. I think Habakkuk is the one that adds that phrase. The knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover sea. It'll be, it'll be wide and deep, mm. like the sea, wide mm. and also deep. And you're saying that the Lord is revealing the secrets and the mysteries are not just spiritual from the standpoint of encounters, but they're, they're also the knowledge of how he created a knowledge of creation. Hundred percent. Moses and them would look at the the life we live now, that I'm able to fly to Paris and be there in one day, and he would be like, "How is that possible? How is it possible that man can travel? How is it possible that I can call someone across the world and instantaneously?" I believe a lot of people started because of the unknown, like the Christendom unknown technology starts coming and innovation Oof. starts coming in and because of this unknown they're like oh it must not be god and i believe god's still creating and the spirit of innovation is linked to the spirit of revelation and it literally starts to bring in and usher in a new like age a new age of technology and i, I believe we are it feels like we're on the brink of a new age it feels like we're in the brink of a new not like, like a new age movement just no, to be like, clear but you're talking about yes, a, a, not just a, to be clear, not new age. Yeah, yeah, not not a new age movement, like like a religious movement. No. We're talking about the new age like, of technology, like innovation. In, like we're in the invention. information age right now. Yes. I feel like I, I just I don't know. Maybe it's me just being a dreamer, but I feel like we're in the brink of a new age of an outpouring of innovation and inventions and ideas. And I I, I completely agree. I was uh, carrying around. This little boy gave me these these uh, a bag of magnets. There were six of them in there, because I, I I from the podium I said, yeah, I have to keep my hands busy, so I you know it helps me to helps yeah. me to stay focused, right? So he hands me this next Sunday. He hands me this bag of magnets. Said, hey, I heard your message last week. He was like ten. He said, this will keep your hands busy. It's mm. like these magnets, click click click. And I had them in my pocket, and Kathy washed them like five times, you know, because I kept forgetting to take them out of my pocket. 
and uh, and it ended up I didn't only have two of them. They were all kind of you know chipped up and stuff. And I went to throw them away, and the Lord's like, "Don't throw those away. I'm gonna. I want you to carry them with you till I show you what they're for." Hmm. So I carried those things for like six months. Hmm. And I sit down with this very wealthy man. This story is actually in the book Spiritual Intelligence. So I'll give you the short version. So I'm sitting down with this man who I've never met before, an extremely wealthy man. I know he's wealthy, but I don't know anything else about him. And he's we're talking for about, I don't know, an hour or two in, in this very nice restaurant in uh, down in, um, in, in Hollywood area, Burbank. And uh, so he says, do you have anything for me? And the Lord said, pull out your magnets. I'm like, all right. So I pull the magnets out, and I, I take them on the table, and I'm, uh, I felt to kind of play with them. So I turn them one way. You know how the magnetism yeah. pushed the other magnet, yeah. turns the other way and attracts it. And I said, you see that? He said, yeah. I said, that's the power of magnetism. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit came on me, and I said, magnetism is going to be the, going to be the power of the 21st century. Wow. The Lord's going to release the mystery of magnetism. Mm. And I said all the stuff. Well, turns out that I, I, I need to be careful because he asked me to watch how I share the story. But he turned and he, he says to me, "Do you know who I am?" I said, "No, I just know you're a business guy. I know you're wealthy." He said, "Well, I, I actually have a company that is that's it's it's actually has magnetism in it in its title." Wow. And he said, uh, "And I was just getting rid of it because it's never made money, but now I got to keep it." Because <laughs> he has like 30 companies. Wow. And so then uh, about a year later, he sends me an article about that company. And it's he, the, he his team has invented the most energy, energy efficient motor in the history of the world. Wow. And then last year, they put it in a plane. They put the motor, they built the motor and they put it in a plane. Hmm. And then uh, this year, they just got an order for uh, $50,000 no, $50 million worth of them uh, wow. to a certain uh, delivery company. Hmm. And so in every, in every one he sends me, he sends me the email, he sends me a picture of it, I mean the article, and he says, you're the father of this because of the prophetic word about magnetism. Wow. And so, you know, when you're talking about this, just it just like, oh, this is, you know, what I experienced with one little piece of this bigger world that the Lord's going to open the doors to, the next generation of, of innovation, invention, revelation, technology, I believe it. Mm. Yeah. I'm excited and about so it. So for me, when I'm like, God, I want revival. I want pour out your spirit. I'm thinking <laughs> we're getting into the new age of innovation. There's yep. going to be ideas, solutions, businesses, a philanthropy that shifts world problems and solutions. I'm like... That's why I'm, that's part of the reason why I'm like, come in your glory and let it cover the earth and the knowledge and awaken. Wow. I, I know it's a bold statement, but I think he's still creating today. You have, in our, in our world, you kind of become the encounter man. <laughs> you're not the only one, of course, but yeah. you're kind of, you become the poster child for encounters. It's and the, It's the dreads. Well, it could be the dreads, but it could be the anointing on your life. And as you said, whoever God is to you, he'll be through you. And you you, mm. you came into the kingdom really through an encounter. Yeah. And then so it becomes the way, it becomes the way that you like, right? It, it's like if God is that to you, then he, he becomes that through you. 
Yes. And, you know, over and over, I, I hear it all the time. Whether, most of the time, you're not telling the testimony. Someone's telling me, yeah, I was in class with Richard, and Holy Spirit came, and we were all on the floor, and <laughs> this guy got healed, and this guy got a prophetic word, and this guy got delivered. And, uh, man, how's that happening? <laughs> yeah. How's that happening? Um, I believe that when you have an encounter, it's not for the moment. He's trying to create a movement inside of you. And it's, it's not just for the moment where someone's weeping, healed, like touched. Okay. It's so that their identity gets changed. So for me, I had a seven-day encounter. I didn't just have a story. Once, 14 years ago, I had an encounter. No, my identity changed. I am an encounter. I'm a walking encounter. And when get, people get around me, they go into seven-day encounters, 14-day encounters, 30-day encounters. The same as the technology miracle. It's the, I didn't just have a download from heaven where I got an algorithm where I wrote a book 12 years ago. Yes. I became a walking revival in the tech space that then I got to be part of birthing Bethel Tech with you. And, <laughs> you and now did. we have like, like I remember they were like, Ryan says if Bethel Tech was a person, it'd be Richard. Like it's this convergence of revival and technology. And now we've got like 700 alumni. And like, I didn't just have a moment. God was trying to create a movement when I got encountered with that download. And so when you say like, oh, how is it possible? He touched me and he changed who I was. And it was- He changed, he changed who me. you were. Yeah, who I, yeah, my identity. Wow. Simon to Peter, uh, Saul to Paul. Like I had a moment and now- I'm not just Richard, I am an encounter walking. And so, I mean, how does that happen? I mean, it got me in so much trouble in the beginning because after that seven day, you know, my kids in my Sunday school class, they started, it started happening. The kids and the youth started happening. To them. Yeah, the grannies in the church started happening. I don't know why it went kids, youth, grannies. <laughs> it's like the, and then we got the in between. I don't know. Maybe it's because the older you get, the more childlike you actually get. Yeah. You like you don't care as much. And but, and y'all got me in a lot of trouble in that more conservative setting because I couldn't. It, I, I'm not trying to make it happen, but it just would happen around me, and people would start getting full of the Holy Spirit, and and so then I started realizing, oh wow, this is something I'm called to do because I was really shy, insecure. I'd have a stutter if I spoke in front of more than five people. Uh, 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 like just social anxiety. And so when I got touched, this like crazy thing came out. This crazy guy started coming out. I wasn't trying to be crazy. I didn't grow up like this. Like, but this crazy wild man came out. And um, wow. And yeah, so uh, like people come in and I just have such faith. I have faith, the first ever public prophetic word I got, someone called me on and they said, you're a John the Baptist, you'll, be, uh, you'll go into dry places, you'll lower the mountain, raise up the valley, create a highway for the glory of God. And I literally became that word. I got dreads. <laughs> I didn't realize until later, I was like, wow. I got wilder and I made everything about creating a highway for the glory of God. And they said, You'll go to dry places where people have never experienced things. But when you go, wells will spring up. You'll be an unblocker of wells. 
Now, how so, about the grasshoppers? Did you do the grasshopper thing? What's the grasshopper? John, thing? John the Baptist ate locusts. Oh, no, I didn't do that. I know in South Africa we'd eat these things called flying ants. Oh, gosh. And then so we'd you did. Them, you kind of did that. Like catch them and then we'd fry them. They taste like peanut butter. Oh. <laughs> so you, you kind of got the modern version of the locusts. Yeah, there you go. And, yeah. But yeah. did you get the camel's hair? No, I got the dreadlock here. You got the dreadlock here. <laughs> you know, you're talking about how the encounter was kind of like seeds, right? Yeah. Like for like it wasn't just for that. Yes. And uh, this verse, uh, I was looking it up while you're, sorry, and then it went away. Uh, this verse that I found this last week, you're going to like this verse. It says, light is sown like seed for the righteous. Light is sown mm. like seed for the righteous mm. and gladness for the upright in heart. Yeah. You know, it's like this, these encounters are invitation to another dimension in God. Mm. Right. Yes. Hard to explain, but easy to experience. Yes. And a little bit like real love, right? Hard to explain, but easy to experience. Yes. Well, man, this has been crazy. This is a crazy interview right here. <laughs> I bet we get a ton of feedback. People are like, and where is that in the Bible? Yeah. Hey, I can give it all to you. Why don't you do this for me? Yeah. I, I mean, there's going to be, this is going to play many times, and uh, there will be a lot of people like you were, were you yeah. know, raised in a completely different you know, segment of the body, loving Jesus, but knowing, uh, knowing him more intellectually than, than actually experientially. Why don't you pray right now? Yeah. For the people who watch this to actually have the same experience you you had. Oh, I'd love to. And we'll, we'll look for the testimonies over the next few months. Yeah, oh, I'd love to. I know what's coming. I watched Cultural Catalyst and ended up on the floor. <laughs> Never had that happen before. Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> I've had a bunch of those, yeah. Um, it's important before I pray yes. that whoever's listening believes that it's for them. Yeah. Because as a man thinketh, so he is. And we define the world we live in. And so many people do not believe that, that an encounter with the living God, with the Christ man, is for them. They think it's only for the special people. Come on. And I just want to let anyone that's listening right now know that Jesus came and he came for all. All that call in the name of Jesus will be saved. And I believe that's not just getting into heaven. That's the fullness of of God, all that call in his name. And um, so beautiful. And it reminds me there's this there was the Gentiles and the Israelites. And the Israelites were the chosen nation. You know, they were the encountered people. And the and Gentiles were the non chosen. And they didn't have these experiences. And for me sometimes it feels like that in the church. We got these chosen people and then we got these non chosen people. But they're all, all in the church. But they're all in the church. Yeah. But they're like, oh, it happens for them. It doesn't happen for me. Yeah. And you start feeling like maybe I'm not a chosen person. And it feels like you're in high school. Like you got the cool crowd and the non-cool crowd. Yeah. And I'm the like non-cool guy at high school. That was me. <laughs> and uh, there's this moment that breaks everything. And I need to share it before I pray. Mm. But it's Peter walks into Cornelius's house. And it's filled with Gentiles. And it says, as he's speaking, all the Gentiles there get filled with the Holy Spirit. Just while he's teaching. Just while he's speaking. Not like the, not crazy. He's speaking and they all get filled. And the next verse, it's um, Acts 10, 34. 
He says, God is no respecter of persons. The same thing he did for, yep. he's going to do for. Yep. come on. And it breaks the high school model of the cool and the non-cool. All who call on the name of Jesus, this is for you. It's not for the crazy guy with dreads. It's not for the Chris Vallotton who just oversees the crazy schools. It's for like the mom. It's for the uh, business leader. Yesterday, I, we prayed for an 11-year-old that went out in the glory for two hours. We prayed for a five-year-old that went out in the glory for, for an hour. I'm like, it is for everyone. No one is safe. <laughs> <laughs> so with that You can thought, run, but you can't hide. There you go. With that thought, if you're listening right now, uh, you should repeat this. Say that uh, I repent for thinking it's not for me. And I repent for believing, for being mm. at all scared of the power of God. And Jesus, I welcome the wonderful counselor. Mm. So Holy Spirit, I thank you. I just welcome the wonderful counselor right now. There's people in this room that are listening and there's people online that are listening. Holy Spirit, I just thank you that you would fill them in Jesus' name with your glory, God. I thank you, God. You're the same yesterday. You're the same today. And you're the same forever. So, God, we usher in the glory of God to touch a people. Just like you did a five-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a young man like me, God, that had an education and came from a conservative background, God. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name, I ask in living rooms and bedrooms, driving through cars, right now would the glory of God arrest people's bodies not mm. for a charismatic touch but so that a revelation and innovation could come to touch the so family good. the business and the city Lord God in Jesus name we ask for the power of God like on Cornelius's house God in Jesus name Amen Amen how can people get to uh, learn more about Bethel Technology? That's great. Yeah, we, we've stopped counting the number of stories now of our students getting downloads. Yeah. Um, if they go to BethelTech.net. BethelTech.net. Yeah, then you just click a button like, hey, I'm interested. We'll phone you and we'll just talk through if it's for you, if it's for your yeah. kid. And what we do, you know, we have this dream we don't want to just take people that are good at technology. Yeah. We want to take people that want to make a difference in the world. And so our thing is you've never coded in your life before, um, but you want to do something that counts for the kingdom and impact the workplace. We'll take you, we'll train you in the most in-demand skill, I believe, in America and the first world at the moment, the most in-demand skill of coding. In nine months, we'll get you ready to enter in as a junior developer and will fill you with revival culture. So that's me and my team. I was a junior developer. I was a senior developer. I'm not just giving you theory. I was there seeing the miraculous. And if we had time, I'd tell you technology miracle after technology miracle in that space. And we want to infuse that into our students so that we raise up kingdom-minded believers and we put them in big tech, the dark place, but we shine a light there. That's the dream. So Georgia if you have if, yeah, Trojan horses. Yeah, this is your dream, you know. Yeah. I'm like I'm saying it's like it's mine. It is mine, but you thought this up before, and I was I, I remember I nervously was like, okay, I'll do this with you, Chris. <laughs> and yeah, so if but it's you have working. A, if you have a child, if you have uh, a family member, a cousin, somebody that you know needs a change in their vocation, you have 17 year olds, 50 year olds. Um, and they want to count for the kingdom, you should, honestly, if my cousin didn't know what to do, I'd be like, you should strongly consider being part of our school. Um, and they're getting great jobs too. Uh, within about three months, 
within 90 days, we're, we're about, I think we're around 82, 83% employed after 90 days in the field. Yeah. So it, it's a, it's a vocation. We call it coding with the cause. Yeah. And uh, it's a great school, yeah. and you'll get to, Richard will be your spiritual overseer for, the, right, for the entire yeah. school. Seventy thousand dollars starting salary is our average for our graduates, and that's with you know we've had we have six hundred that have left, and so yeah. we've got a large data set with that. So just had a guy get a job weird. last uh, month for one hundred thirty thousand. I'm that's sure right. you know about that story. Yeah, one hundred thirty thousand. Yeah, we, he had no he had no. Um, at, in fact, he was living in his car at one point. I think that's the same story. Yeah. And uh, had no tech background. Yeah. So, hey, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it so much being on, being on a cultural catalyst. God bless you. Hey, hope that you had a great experience here. Um, yeah, let us know what you think about these. We really, we really do listen and care about what we're, you know, what we're putting out there, and if it's helping you, and maybe just even uh, let us know who you'd like to see on here. God bless you. See you later. Thanks so much for listening to my podcast. If you want to find out more, read my blog or listen to the previous podcast episodes. Go to chrisvelleton.com. Have an awesome day.